0: All right, everyone. We are back, and I gotta tell you, this happens more times than I can even imagine. Uh, and people tell me that it has to do with the vibration. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We did not go away for very long. This is talk radio to thrive by, and I'm gonna start over because I want you to get the whole thrust of what's happening. Joy Turner is my guest today. We are opening up the phone lines throughout this show because she has a very, very special gift. Gift. She is a renowned communicator, cater, energetic healer. She works with humans and animals. She can communicate with both living and deceased animals and humans. She can help us connect with our animal, animal friends, help us co- cope right here with illness, with passing, with grief, with loss, with just... Things that are not going on. I've heard Joy talk to cats. I've heard her talk to dogs. I've heard her talk to people and get everybody together on the same page. This is her gift. Joy Turner is the host of her own show, Talk With Your Animals, and we're going to be taking calls today. So let's start out, Joy, by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you connect us people with our animal friends. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I am very honored to be here and I would be delighted to tell people a little bit about what I do. Um, From birth, I have been able to telepathically and empathically connect with different levels of consciousness, which of course is something that I believe everyone is born doing. Most people just get taught out of it and I had the good graces to not be taught out of it. So from a very early age, I've always known what animals were thinking and saying. I've always understood Things about other people that didn't seem to maybe completely jive with what they were saying or what appeared to be so, and I would when I once I was an adult I would do things like walk down a street. Someone would stop me and pour out their whole life story to me, and I would say something or I would touch their shoulder, and they'd walk away feeling better. So I was actually in my, gosh, in my early 30s before I had a gentleman friend who asked me if I was aware of how unusual those kinds of things were, that that sort of thing didn't happen to most people. And that's actually when I, believe it or not, became aware of the fact that I was actually hearing things and being aware of things that most people weren't.
0: What a gift this is. So much so, we've already had a phone, uh, one of our fabulous listeners call in. So I know we've got somebody on the line, Joy. I mean, we might as well get right to it. Absolutely. Okay, who do we have joining us right now on the air? Hi, this is Jeannie. Hi, this is Jean. Is that what you said? Yes. Hey, Jean, let me introduce you to Joy Turner. Hi, how are you? you?
1: Hi, Jean. I'm great. How about yourself? Doing great. And who would you want to talk to this evening?
2: Uh, well,
0: I, I just
2: lost my cat um, last month. She, I had her about 12 years. Her name is Abby. And um, um, I have another cat, Skylar, that I've had about 13 years, a male. And do you think that they, um, do you think he would like another cat with him?
1: All right. Well, I first have to tell you, shortly after you started to talk, this little girl kitty jumped into my mind. If she were a human, she'd be jumping up and down, waving her arms, going, I'm here, I'm here.
2: Yes, she would. She
1: just wanted to say hello and tell you everything is fine. She's fine, and she loves you very much. So she said that was all she wanted to say. She didn't want to take any of Skylar's time. Okay. And she does want to thank you and tell you how wonderful, wonderful, wonderful you made her life.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that. There's so many animals that need homes, that's why I wondered if Skyler would like another cat around or if he likes being um, the only cat with two dogs.
1: Skyler tells me he is missing his friend, and he thinks he's not sure. He says he thinks eventually he'll want another kitty as a friend because it's nice to have someone like yourself to talk to. He said the dogs are fine, but they're not exactly the same and he's just not sure if that time is right this minute because he's still missing Abby.
2: Okay. All right. And he's got a um, stuff that comes out of his eyes, like a, a, a reddish stuff, and they told me it was a virus, and, and he just... Um, can, can you heal that?
1: Uh, well, what I do with healing is and it's going to take more time than I would have here over the few minutes for the radio show. Okay. Everything that is a symptom within the physical body is because of a distortion on some energetic level of that being. And when I do healing, what I do is find that place in the energy that has the distortion that allows that physical manifestation. Okay. And I work with the soul and the spiritual guides Put that into a greater resonance or a greater alignment with the soul level, okay. And that then allows the energy from that point all the way through to whatever the physical symptom is to clear up. Again, based on if the animal or if the human, because I do this with humans too, will receive that change and allow it to be maintained for them.
2: Okay. Well, I'll just um, I'll just listen to the show and I'll get your number and I'll I'll do a private session with you. Okay.
0: That would be wonderful. Thank you.
2: Thank you. You have a nice evening.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, you know, Joy, this is part of your life's work. And let's take a minute right now and give out your website and give out your your phone number for people that are listening. There are going to be so many people listening that are not going to get in on the phone lines today. Uh, You know, one of the things that I know for sure that happens is, and Don alluded to this before, is these phone lines stay busy. So... What I'm going to do is, for those of you that are listening, we're going to do a couple of things right now. Um, Please try to get in on the phone line if you can, 877-876-5227. Toll free, 877-876-5227. And, Joy, let's give out your website and some contact information for people.
1: Absolutely. You can get to my website one of two ways. One is by going to talkwithyouranimals.com the other if you don't remember that is through joyturner.com. they'll both take you to the same site and if you'd like to call me i am in washington state and that can be that phone number would be 425
0: 867 1779 great so this is a show for all of you out there that want to connect uh, and, and really uh, work with Joy live on air, make some connections, and get some questions that you have answered, because I think so many of us, especially when it comes to our animal friends, uh, Joy, I mean, it's about, you know, having our animal friends move on and not really knowing how to heal the grief in that. I know that you get many stories from people that have had to, quote, put their animals down, and the guilt and shame that they have around that Uh, really follows them around. What can you say in general about that?
1: And you're correct. I do get a tremendous number of, of calls about that sort of thing. And what I have heard from animals fairly much generically, not always in the same words, but always the same concept, they just ask if you've done whatever you've done, whether you think you did something not right or didn't do something that you should have done, they pretty much always ask the same thing, is did you do whatever you did do or did you not do whatever you didn't do out of love for them? And was it the best thing you knew then? And as long as it is, they don't have an issue with it. I even had a caller earlier today on my own show that had a cat that she actually put down because the cat was very difficult to handle and when it got sick, the vet couldn't treat it and she couldn't do anything like provide medication or anything to the kitty because she just couldn't be handled. She wouldn't allow herself to be handled. And she had a huge amount of guilt about that. And that kitty herself said she understood how she was. She knew that she wouldn't allow people to do things to her. And she realizes that being put down because she had a grave illness that needed to be treated was just a consequence of the way she chose to behave. And even in that circumstance, there was nothing at all that the kitty held as a negative about what the woman had done.
0: So this is really about getting clarification about, you know, what's happening and uh, what's happening emotionally for us. And, you know, beyond that, you also work. Uh, and I've heard you on your radio show. It's been fabulous. Where you know there will be people that um, have very uh, di- have difficulty with their pets. As a matter of fact, I was listening to a, a music radio station the other day, out of the Seattle area. It's one of the top music stations, and the and the hosts on the station were going back and forth about how their Great Dane was chewing up the kitchen, and you could hear it from you know one of the you know one of the owners from their mouth how unhappy they were. The Great Dane kept chewing the floor. You know, I mean, they went on and on about this Great Dane puppy as if it was the puppy's fault that they're letting the Great Dane run all over their house.
1: <laughs> well, people often don't understand animals, They and they think they do, but they don't have the same type of an understanding as if you could speak to them and say, what's going on in your mind about this topic? And... What do you think we need to do about it? And it's true. Many people are very, very lax with their animals. I am certainly not one that is strict with my animal kids. I mean, mine pretty much have anything they want whenever they want it, and they have the run of my place. However, was, I just got a golden retriever puppy girl um, about, oh, four months ago, and until she was trained, when I couldn't watch her, for instance, whenever I was working, I had a playpen for her, and I would put her in the playpen. And so I end up having, when I'm house training, having very little accidents in the house, and I get up a couple of times during the night to take them out, so house training becomes very easy like that. They learn very quickly. And also, it's a matter of attention. Some people don't understand, especially with a baby especially
0: with a big baby like a Great Dane. My goodness, they're huge babies. Oh, my God. I don't think, you know, it is probably not the, the, the word to use because they come out not being babies, and I think that's misunderstood because yeah. their temperament is still that of a puppy.
1: Yes, and they, they may be as big as most dogs when they're full grown. However, they're still mentally a baby, so they just need a lot more direction and a lot more attention. And I think that that's something that people don't always understand. There's a number of good books that I recommend if people need dog training that I've found, and it's all very love-based training that I recommend.
0: Well, you know, Joy, you connect with people on the other side, and you connect with animals on the other side, so you connect with both. In your experience, and I want to make sure that our listeners know that because we're actually doing readings today with Joy Turner on the Dr. Pat Show, and the number that um, most of you have it, but let me give it out again. It's a toll-free number right here on bbsradio.com that you can call in at 877 876 and we'll take your call, and Joy will do a reading for you connecting with... Now, Joy, do you connect people with their animal friends, or do you also do readings connecting humans with humans?
1: I actually can connect humans with humans as well. I do a lot of that work as well as connecting humans with their animals. And especially ones who have passed over and there's maybe unfinished business or some kind of resolution that they feel they need. I even do a lot of seminars where I do that sort of thing at the actual seminar. And it's just a very wonderful feeling for most people because Many people, I've found, actually have very similar unresolved issues with humans as they do with their animal kids when they pass.
0: Well, you know, certainly it's coming to this place of understanding between um, ourselves and our animal kids, our animal friends, uh, in terms of uh, how we can create the best life for both parties, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, human kindness is important, but also isn't it important sometimes, as you said, to be able to draw the line and, and, you know, get the proper training, get the proper um, um, connection that we have with, with our animal friends?
1: Absolutely it is, and I always, I even, I live with four horses as well as my dogs, cats, and my canaries, and even my horses, I don't send those horses out for training either. I've found ways that I've trained them myself because the connection is really made when you help teach your animal friends things and when you help them understand what you want in your life. We all have some type of expectation of what we would like our life to be like. And a place that I find a lot of people get animals that, for instance, misbehave is when they don't have an idea of what the life is like for the animal in their family when they just sort of expect to bring an animal in and have it fit in but not have an expectation of what that life is like for the animal instead of from their perspective.
0: You know, are you ever surprised about what you hear from our animal kids that have passed on? Am I ever surprised by what I hear from the animal kids? No, often I'm surprised by
1: what I hear from the human. <laughs> But then, of course, bear in mind my, my whole thing here, my whole work is focused on making sure that I'm sure the humans all understand where they're at in their minds and in their emotions. So my job is to make sure they understand where their animals are, whether they're alive or past, and be sure to be able to accurately provide information from humans who have crossed over or even from someone's spiritual guides or soul about issues in their life. So really what I do is help them open their level of awareness and have a broader perspective about what I consider the true relationship of us to reality.
0: Now, I know, Joy, you've worked with me a couple of times, and I was talking with my best friend, uh, Linda, today, and, you know, we were talking about, um, uh, uh, you know, Travis, who was the colleague that I had for 13 years, and, of course you know Travis that was you know if you listen to the vet Travis was going to live no more than 5 years you see that was you know given all of what the veterinarian um, um what he could tell but Travis actually lived for 13 years and and for me I put uh, you know I I was the one that made the decision that it you know this is time it's time for him to move on And I have to tell you that I did one of the most, um, I I think, emotional things that I have ever done in my life. And I want to talk about this because this is, you know, this is a question that I get a lot in conversation. And what I'm referring to is we actually had someone come into my home and, you know, he actually was able to make his transition in my home. I have since said, that I would never do that again. That had to be the hardest thing for me to ever do. And so I want to ask you the question. You know, there are are ways that we, you know, help make the transition for our animal friends because a lot of times they are living way beyond the life that they would live If they had to survive on their own, so to speak, you know? I mean, we do incredible things to keep them alive beyond any level of, of being alive that they even know. So what is your experience? What do you suggest for people? What, what is it that, what is it that the animal actually prefers? And again, I don't like to
1: generalize, but I can tell you the majority of the animals, and I do get a lot of calls from people saying, what do you want to do? What do you want to leave now? Do you want to wait? How do you want to take care of your life? Mm -hmm. And the vast, vast majority, and it doesn't matter what species of the animals that I speak to, want to leave from the place that they love and the place where they're comfortable. Mm
0: -hmm. They
1: would prefer that to being taken someplace that maybe they don't know or someplace that they're not happy about being, taken out of their place where they know they're loved and out of their familiar surroundings, almost none of them want to do that. And people, yes, people have told me it's very difficult to do this at home because it's where they live and then they always have that kind of emotional trauma associated with their home. And the best thing I know to counsel the people is, Even though I can understand that, think about how much you have to love those animal kids to be able to come so far out of your comfort zone because it's what
0: they want. Mm -hmm. And don't they do that for us all the time? Oh, all the time. All the time. They absolutely do that for us. Now, you know, I want to explain to our listeners that you and I have connected with Travis together on air at different points in time. And and you certainly have shared that information. You and I have talked about that, Um, as well as Felicia, the little kitty that, uh, you know, took herself off um, to die. So there are many ways that we can heal and bring closure, uh, as well as, you know, find out what our animal kids are doing and saying right now, the ones that have not passed on. Absolutely. Because sometimes we don't pay enough attention to figure that out ourselves.
2: True.
1: And I do have a couple of stories about things that have happened over the years if you'd
0: like me to share them. I would love for you to share them. And while we're doing this, I want to invite everyone out there. If you want a reading from Joy, this would be the time to do it. The toll-free number is 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227 Eight seven seven eight seven six five two two seven. and Joy will connect you with your animal kids, you know, whether they've moved on or if you have one right there with you right now and kind of wonder why he or she is always turning and facing the television uh, every night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joy, I'd love to hear some of the stories.
1: Okay, we have been talking a lot about animals who have passed and one of the stories that is, happened to be with a cat that I worked with was several years ago that I really think is a very excellent example of how things are not always what we think they are, is I was doing an animal blessing in a town local to myself here in Washington, and from the very back of the church, we were doing this in a church, of course, people were in a line with their animal kids. It was marvelous that all the different species got along wonderfully there. And all the way from the back of the line where this woman and her kitty had started, I kept hearing this cat shouting to me, tell her no all the whole way up the church, the whole time we were doing everything. And when she got up to me, she kept saying, tell her no. And I told the woman, I have no idea what this is, but I'm supposed to tell you, she's telling you no, don't do whatever it is you're thinking about doing. The woman had brought her cat to the blessing because she was going to take her the next day to have her put down because she was ill. Mm. And the cat didn't want to leave. So she did listen to her, and she did not take her to her vet and have her put down. She called me about eight months later and said she and the kitty had the most wonderful six months. The cat seemed to have almost like a rejuvenation happen for her, and it wasn't the same kind of an event that they were experiencing before. She got to be perfectly wonderful for six months and actually passed very peacefully in her sleep one evening. So they know these things.
0: You just have to listen. We do have to listen and 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 and, and feel uh, and and really trust what we're listening to because a lot of times, Joy, I think that you know we don't trust what we hear. Exactly. And yet the message is right there. Exactly. Why is it we don't do that? Is that we're too busy, or we don't think we can communicate, or we just don't want to? We. We don't really want to hear what they have to say.
1: (laughs) You know, I think truly there's very, very few people that would even be interested in communicating that would not want to hear what their animals have to say. I think that, first of all, most people are raised with the concept that that doesn't happen, that you don't hear those kinds of things. That's not normal. It isn't the way it's supposed to be. And so we haven't given ourselves permission to allow that information through to our waking consciousness. And when I do my classes, I always ask people, have you ever all of a sudden, no matter what you've been doing, think, oh, I need to go let somebody out or, oh, I need to go change their water or give them water or something that would indicate out of the clear blue you picked up something that you wouldn't have ordinarily been thinking at that moment? Almost everyone says yes. Mm -hmm. And they just think, oh, well, it just popped into my mind. I thought that. And it isn't. It's actually communication from the animals that is coming to our subconscious mind and all of a sudden the thought pops in and we think we're having the thought instead of having the thought being provided to us. So the other thing that I think people need to do is realize that this kind of communication is first nature to everybody. It takes place all the time. They're always communicating with us. And then I have a lot of people tell me that, They can't meditate, so they can't learn to do this because they can't quiet their mind, which is what people have been told by, I don't know who, but somebody. And I always tell them that that's not necessary. All they need to do is find out what kinds of thoughts you're having, what kinds of emotions you're feeling, and what your body is doing at that moment. And then if something changes after you've asked one of your animals something, you have to, in the beginning, assume that that change is the response from the question that you ask. Because you will, after a while, get to differentiate your thoughts and feelings from theirs, but it takes a little bit of practice to do that.
0: You know, Joy, I mean, what you do is so powerful. I mean, I've heard you on radio. I've heard you on radio show. And I want to make sure we stop for a minute and give your information out again, send people to your website, and also let them know when you're on air.
1: Okay, fine.
0: Uh, The website can be reached by two... Ways
1: You can either go through TalkWithYourAnimals.com or you can go through JoyTurner.com. I do have a show called Talk With Your Animals. It is on 1150 a.m. in the Seattle, Washington area, Wednesdays from 12 to 1. It streams live over the Internet. You can get to that through my website and going to the radio show links page. And it is rebroadcast again over Animal Radio Network. Uh, which is also over the computer at animalradio.com eight times a week.
0: Okay, so, but you want to, you're going to want to get Joy live so you can really connect and make things happen. And again, we're opening up the phone lines here at 877-876-5227. That's 877-876-5227. Joy, I've been meaning to ask you a question. uh, and, and And I want to just uh, let me preface this by saying that this i I had one of my listeners share a story, and she said to me, she said, "My dog knew that there was a pet food crisis before um, our animal kids started to get sick and die and I said to her, How did he know and she said the food, the brand of food and i 'm not going to mention any names or get into any of that." But the food, I was giving my dog the food, and he refused to eat it for a week. And she said, instead of forcing it, I changed the food. Now, she tells the story to say that had she done something to try to get the dog to eat the food, I don't know if the dog would have ate it, the dog probably wouldn't be here right now. What kinds of stories have you heard or have not heard around that? I've
1: actually had a number of people tell me very similar things about this food recall, that their animal, dog or cat, whichever it happened to have been at the time, started not wanting to eat. And they would try and try and try and try, and they wouldn't eat the food. So they do have very great awareness of this type of thing because it's a change in energy, it's a change in smell, You've probably all heard different stories about how animals, for instance, can notify their people that they need to go to a doctor because they have cancer, for instance. Mm -hmm. I actually recently had a call from a woman who had a dog that used to love the lady's mother. And all of a sudden, she would just growl at her and didn't want to go near her. And the woman couldn't understand it. So when I asked puppy what was going on what i was told was that she smells bad she needs to go get that fix uh-huh and the woman said oh no she'd been just a couple of months before to have a checkup whatever and she was fine and i said well your dog's adamant so the woman actually thought enough of this dog and her perception of things to take her mom back to the doctor and yes, they did actually find an illness that had they waited until another year, probably would have killed the woman before that.
0: Well, I mean, so much of this is about really being tuned in and plugged in and and really getting connected and uh, you know one of the uh, the things i I know that you address is you know what us humans have to do to act differently. And I wanted to ask you, out of the hundreds and hundreds of people that you've connected with and animal kids that you've connected those people with, what do you find most shows up in terms of human behavior? Most of the time,
1: it's a very broad kind of
0: broad-stroke
1: thing here. Most of the time what I find is that because we only have our own perception, we don't have a real idea of what they're thinking and feeling. And some people don't want to change that perception, but most of the people that I deal with are very willing to find out how they're looking at something that's inappropriate and what they might do to change. And it's things that are very simple. I can give you a couple of examples if you'd like me to. I'd love for you to do that. Okay. Um, I had a lady call me that had a dog that went with her pretty much everywhere except when she and her family went on vacation And he was a perfect dog, except when he was staying with the pet sitter, at which time, literally, he would do everything that he would never have considered doing. He'd run away, he'd pee in the house, he'd chew on things, and she couldn't understand it. So when I spoke with him, his story was that for some unknown reason to him, very regularly, she stopped loving him as much and punished him by sending him to be home while they went off someplace and had fun. And he didn't know what he did. So he was acting out his frustration at not understanding what he had done to create this this kind of risk in their relationship. Well, I found out the family went overseas, which meant he would have been quarantined for the two or three weeks that they were gone twice a year. And so once I explained to him what quarantine was and what that would be like and asked him how he felt about that, Of course, he would have hated it, and so I explained to him, rather than not loving him, she loved him so much, she would deprive herself of the joy of